0: Well, welcome to the show. This is Our View from from the Bench. Bench.
1: Well, welcome to the show. I'm Brendan, punching bag at work. And I'm Corey, skate cleaner for the local youth hockey team. And uh, happy Thursday. We made it back. Happy Thursday, dude. I know it has been a minute, dude, but I think we've just both been busy. That's pretty much it. It's
0: not like we haven't wanted to talk. In fact, obviously, you and I have talked uh, since then, but yeah, finally get to uh, come back and uh, hook us up with everybody episode. Uh, Lafayette asked me yesterday. It was funny. He's like, bro, when are you going to do another episode? dude? Is it going to be after the new year? Because I might have to be waiting until like the third or the fourth. I was like, oh, we're doing tomorrow. So all right, cool. Because he listens to them at work, oh. so it's kind of cool to actually see somebody that. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe he's just trying to kill time and uh, have something to laugh at. But hey, you know, I guess I'll take it.
1: Holidays and family time. <clears throat> holiday, but we're back on it.
0: <laughs> we are back. We are back. So how was uh, how was your Christmas?
1: It's good. It was weird being in a a different state for the first time, not California. We uh, went to Columbus, Ohio, like I said, with my sister. And uh, one of the Christmas gifts, I guess in a sense, was they uh, had a little cake that they got to unveiled to them and the family of boy or girl so they're having a baby girl in april so Merry Christmas, to us. a lot of pink is going to be in our future now uh, nice. i think the best part was that as soon as the cake was cut and they said girl my sister said yay they're not going to play football because she doesn't want a boy to <laughs> tackle football so that was her That's first hilarious. thing that she said but yeah it was good man the family was good we just did a lot of chilling really we just uh i think we Ate Christmas Eve and then did some gifts. And then the next day, Kevin's parents and sister came back and we ate leftovers for lunch and watched basketball and football and played a couple, uh, like a board game or two, and just chilled, man. It was really easy, really nice. And uh, dude, East Coast time for games and sports, though, sucks. I'm so <laughs> happy to be back in California. I do have to say yeah, that. I don't blame uh, you, Mavericks dude. game didn't start till 11 p.m. over there. I was like, what is this? This is nuts. I don't know how people do it. So, hey, you like, well, they don't. Here. Uh, enjoyed the time with the family. And uh, yeah, Good. Christmas is great. How about yours, man? It was also great.
0: I went to I actually had to take in a vacation, which is why we didn't do one last week. That was on me. Took a vacation, so I went out to go see my mom and my stepdad out in Arizona. That was pretty cool. Got to relax there for a couple days. Just kind of take it easy, man. Just get away, eat some really good food, hang out with the fam. Uh then we actually had Christmas at our house. Went to go see my grandma and my dad in the morning. Hung out there for a little bit, but we were hosting. Couldn't stay for too long because we had obviously all the stuff to make. So, grilled some chicken, made mashed potatoes, like by hand. I mashed them myself. Uh, You know, just a little, I guess, just a random, like, little spread, but it was cool. It was cool. Lafay came over as well. So, a little gift exchange hangout. The nephew. I got him a bow and arrow, dude. Oh, how (laughs) old is he? He's six. I'm going to teach him. Don't worry. He's fine.
1: So, is it a real black one or is it like a plastic toy one for kids?
0: Well, it's like a composite bow. Uh, oh, okay. It's it's still made for kids, but the so it's like kind of like a metal. But the arrows do have tips. They're not sharp tips, but they are metal tips. Okay,
1: All right. so it's
0: not like little suction cups that you're shooting at a wall. Yeah, that's five. why I was no. asking. <laughs> this is a real one. He he wanted to shoot. It. He's like, oh, can I throw? Can I shoot it? I was like, no, no.
1: I have to teach you how to use it. He's like, I don't know how to use it.
0: There's no way you know how to
1: – chill, bro, chill. Let me go teach you how to use it. It's not like some <laughs> – because you saw you know how to use it in a video game with a controller doesn't mean you know how to right. a thing.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. So, but other than that, dude, it was nice. It was nice. I know we both enjoyed the time off. I know we're both back to the grind, both work oh, and yeah. – here at the podcast, so appreciate everybody for tuning back in. Before we actually get started and jump into the sports as we normally do, if you're not already, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell so that way you don't miss an episode that we have. And uh, if you like what you see, man, hit the like button. I know I always hit the like button when I see our stuff. But that's same. Just <laughs> that's just me. That's just me. Same. Same. <laughs> well, we're going to dive back in our normal Thursday routine, especially during football season. It should start with Thursday Night Football. The game you know kind of went as probably we thought, which was towards Cleveland, but the Jets went to Cleveland, uh, facing the Browns this Thursday evening. Browns were were or are eleven five. They are now eleven and five with the win and clinch a playoff spot actually with it too. They actually still technically, mathematically have a shot at the division title, even mm-hmm. though the uh twelve and three um Ravens
1: are are doing work so still got a shot but Joe Flacco is looking good no the game of what could have been if you're the Jets because as soon as Aaron Rodgers got hurt at the beginning of the year I mean Flacco was sitting on his couch at home and Flacco had already played in New York so the fact that they didn't even bring him in just to at least be in the locker room or the quarterback room with Zach Wilson is kind of crazy and then you know eight weeks later the Browns go into their fourth quarterback bring him in and and here they are they're four and one with him as the starter uh, it's, it kind of, it's weird. I know he hasn't played the whole year there, but it is very similar to the year that he won the title with Baltimore. Uh, they had a great defense, obviously with Ray Lewis still there. And they had Terrell Suggs at that time. And Flacco just, you know, got hot in December into January and had a great playoff run and they were able to win the title. And man, wouldn't it be great if they were into a I don't know, maybe face each other in the playoffs. But even then at this point, since the Titans are out, Brownies all the way, let's just screw up the world and let's get some, let's get some weird Super Bowls in there. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool, man. To your point, the Browns' defense is kind of what their
0: mainstay is. They've been a top-ranked defense all season, and I guess I'm not signed in. Well, that kind of sucks. I was about to freaking tell us what they were, but I'm not signed in (laughs) for Football Focus. I don't have. I don't know why I got signed out. But they have a top-five defense in pretty much every statistical category, and Joe Flacco's playing like how kind of like you said, well, the Ravens just do work the one yeah. game that they lost was in la at the rams who that was the start or one of the first games where they kind of started going on this run that they've made besides you know losing to the ravens in a that punt return in overtime or something like yeah, that which real. is honestly pretty crazy because you saw what the ravens just did to the niners and the rams almost beat the ravens
1: in so, baltimore pretty, uh,
0: yeah yeah well i thought it was wasn't it baltimore okay i thought it might have been here uh but either way great game um Browns did what they're supposed to do. Flacco has basically gotten to – besides DeMar Hamlin and, Corey, you and I have debated about this for some time. I feel happy that the guy is you know, doing well and playing and all that kind of stuff. But it's, it's comeback player of the year, not comeback person of the year. And in order to be considered a football player, I feel like you should play a decent amount of football. And when we looked at – just before the show started, we looked up his stats. He's only played in five games. Um, in three of those games, he hasn't recorded one statistic, and in the other two, he has one tackle each. Yeah. Now that's fantastic that he's able to come out and be on the football field after what had happened to him last year. But it's comeback player again. You need to play, and we're yeah. already in week sixteen, and he or seventeen. What yep. week are we in? Yeah. Today week seventeen, with- and he has three or two registered games with statistics. That's to me, that's not comeback player of the year. Anyways, I digress. Joe Flacco kind of deserves it now. I was rooting for Tua pretty much the whole season because that's kind of who I had in the preseason, and I think he would have deserved it had Flacco not done what he's done and DeMar Hamlin have the story that he has. So Flacco looks good, man. I think this team doesn't have a low ceiling. I think they can get pretty far in the AFC. A lot of the teams that were at the top that we all kind of were thinking, like the Chiefs, so they've taken a big step back. The only real major team in the AFC, in my opinion, is obviously the – uh, Ravens, but other than that, it's the Browns. So I think they got a good chance to, for sure. I, okay, I, I say for sure. Anything could happen. Get out of the first round. Yeah.
1: After that, who knows? Well, especially because with the win tonight, they didn't just lock up the a wild card spot. I think they pretty much locked up the five because they're two games up on Buffalo, and Buffalo's only got two games to play. So I would assume that means they are for sure going to be the five, unless, like we talked about, they mathematically are not eliminated from getting the NFC, the AFC North title give them a one probably but if you're them and you're the five like as of right now you'd be playing the jags and the jags are struggling and if it's not the jags winning the afc south it could be the colts and they're you know Minshew magic and everything is great but if you're going against flacco and that defense and if you're the other thing too is you for the browns right they play outdoors in the cold in in cleveland as it is if they're going into a dome they're going to be totally fine if they have to go to indy yeah. like i i think I don't know, man. They're really hot right now, and this is usually how you win a title. It's not necessarily the best team all the time when it comes to playoff time. It's the hot team. I mean, we're Dimeback fans. They weren't the best team in baseball last year in the NL, let alone even the top wild card spot, and they made it all the World Series and got hot at the right time. So if Flacco and them are running and they can stay healthy on the defensive side and just keep doing their job, then – Ooh, man, it could be Browns. Oh man, could you imagine if the Browns on the Super Bowl? That would. Just- I want to <laughs> add to what you said. That would be crazy.
0: I want to add to what you said. I don't necessarily. I agree with what you're saying in the sense that it needs to be the, um, the like the hot team, the team that. But it also to couple with that, it needs to be the complete team, which yeah. the Diamondbacks really were. They had three good rotation starters, a very good bullpen, and active bats with active base running and that is a complete the team they have pretty much the all the pieces defense. and one of the best defenses in the league right so what the browns have is not just like a lucky run like and i'm not saying that you were that's what you're saying yeah. um but it's not just hot at the right time also they really do have the complete package especially when it comes to that defense i know the saying is defense wins championships now you can't have a completely inept offense which is why Joe Flacco has come to save the day. Um, I don't know. I think it's going to be, they're going to be fun. They're going to be fun to watch. It's going to be a lot of fun teams
1: to watch. Um, and it's starting to really get down into it. It's getting, it's getting crazy in the NFL, man. You know, I heard a stat. I think I heard it today on the radio. They were talking about, you know, this is week 17 we're going into. And for the, this is the most teams that are still playoff eligible at this point in the year because there's so many teams around eight, seven, nine and eight, or whatever, can, trying to get to nine and eight, I should say that i think there's like 20 plus teams still technically mathematically able to make the playoffs which is just crazy to think you have 32 teams and 20 of them are still alive in week 17 as it's starting i mean it's nuts but yeah this has just been a weird year of and especially with backup quarterbacks playing all over the place but here we are with some really good stories and maybe joe flacco coming off the couch from thanksgiving and leading the browns to a playoff win i don't know it's just who knows who knows what's going to happen that's why they play the game good for him
0: Yeah, good for him. Good for him. You mentioned Thanksgiving, which is kind of odd because we have a a Thanksgiving only or a Thanksgiving special coming up this week. We're going to stick with the NFL, but we're going to move into the upcoming games for this weekend, highlighted by the game this Saturday, I believe, which is the two Thanksgiving staples. Lions visiting Dallas um, for a really tough NFC matchup. These teams are both at the top. Lions at 11 and 4. Dallas at uh, 10 and five, both fighting for not only their division. Well, okay. The Lions already locked it up. <laughs> yeah. Great. Good, for, good for them last week. But the Cowboys are fighting for the division, but the Lions are fighting for not only playoff spot to keep at least the two, but they're close enough to get to the one. Yeah. Right if there. not, yeah, they're like right there. So I think that they have a huge chance to kind of prove themselves. And why not get that bye week, dude? Why not? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Guarantee yourself a second round playoff uh, entrance. You know what I mean? Yeah, Good. no,
1: completely agree. The Lions have looked a lot better the last 2 weeks or so. Um, you know, their defense is not like top 5 or anything, but I I do know that I think Aaron Glenn is their defensive coordinator. He used to be a cornerback back in the day and the last couple of weeks they've kind of done some things differently and and done a lot more blitzing, I feel like than they did during their like kind of rough stretch and it's kind of changed the way they've been able to stop some teams and again, if you can get I'm, You're going to Cowboys. I get it. The Cowboys are undefeated at home, so it's not going to be an easy game, and they just came off two really tough losses against the Dolphins and the Bills on the road, so they're back home. I think it's their last home game of the season, too. So if you're the Cowboys, you got to be feeling at least like this is your week to get your stuff figured out and situated before you go back into the playoffs, but also it's indoors and it's a dome. It's not like the Lions have to go outside and play in some crazy weather. Like They play indoors, too. If they're feeling good and golfing them get going early, then if they get an early lead, then... You know, they can. That defense is just going to be that much bo- better, but the Cowboys' defense is legit. So it could be a. a it's either going to be a really low scoring game, or I feel like it's going to be a shootout. It's just going to be a bunch of scoring. You know, 30, 35 points each. It's just going to be up and down the field, like a Seahawks game. Yeah, that's
0: that's a good game. Cowboys
1: Seahawks game. I'm saying, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, and in like a non-Cowboys-hating way, I, I want the Lions to win this game. I want to see what the Lions can do, and I want them to build as much confidence as they can going into the playoffs and beating one of the top teams who's been at the top for a while, right? The Lions have been good and been trying to get good. They were decent last year by making sure the, play, the, the Packers stayed out of the playoffs and all that kind of stuff in the last week. So they were good, but they haven't been good for a while. And the Cowboys have been good for a while and have been hitting that stride where they're trying to get over that mountain. This would be a good test for them to see if they can go On the road, and to your point, Cowboys coming off back-to-back road losses. They do have... This is their last home game. They play Washington uh, for the last week of the game, or for the last season of the game. Game of the season. Jeez, (laughs) my dyslexia is kicking my ass today. Um, But yeah, I want them to make a super deep playoff run, and you know, why
1: not uh, take out another NFC, top tier NFC opponent? The only thing I, I kind of think about and worry about if you're the Lions, though, is even if say they do get the number one seed, right, and they have that bye week, like... That anticipation Trust for those fans is going to build up huge. And then there's going to be so much more pressure for them to win that game because if they win one game, they'll be in the NFC title game. So, yeah, like you want to keep winning and get the t- highest seed you can and, and, you know, benefit of getting more rest and everything. But it also, if you're the Lions, maybe you don't want to take that extra step and have that extra pressure. You want to just go into a regular wild card game at home and have a little less pressure on you. But at the end of the day, you just got to play the game and hope for the best and however the schedule falls. Also I kind of want the Lions to play the Rams in the first round so like we talked about Stafford would have to go to Ford Field and play in the first Lions home game in Ford Field as a visiting quarterback which I think would be crazy and Goff going against you know McVay and all them would just be the crazy storyline and if we believe the NFL is scripted, that's definitely going to happen, right? <laughs> yeah, and Rams are winning that game, right? Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Stafford yeah, wins his first playoff game in Detroit, <clears throat> not as a lion.
0: <laughs> yeah, on the road, exactly, exactly. So, I mean, that's that's the, the Rams are scary. The Rams are definitely a scary team. Uh, but I'm hoping the Lions can kind of do something. I think they, I think they can make a run. Dan Campbell looks pretty, looks pretty good out there doing his biting his kneecaps and all that kind of stuff. So he's got his team really buying in. Yep. And the record shows it, dude. They've they've done it. It's not like, you know, at the beginning of the season where, wow, the,
1: the Lions could really do something this year. We'll see how it pans out. It's panned out. Yeah. You know, it's panned out. So you know, good for them. Do you think if Dan Campbell is able to take them and win a playoff game, that that gives Antonio Pierce more of an opportunity to get the job in Vegas? Because, like, who would have thought Dan Campbell was going to get a head coaching job as a former player and not really being the best player even when he played? But Pierce has been really good for the Raiders, so I don't know. This is something to think about. I don't know where that came from, but <laughs> I think the Raiders
0: should resign him. I mean, I know we're not talking about the Raiders, but who cares? It's our show. We can talk about where the hell we want to. We don't have somebody a producer in here saying, "Excuse me, commercial break." <laughs> I think I think Antonio <laughs> Pierce should be resigned by the Raiders. Yeah, right. Fingers crossed. we we'll be down though. Hit us up. Um, but yeah, I think I think they should. I think they should. I think he's a good coach. So. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a good matchup. Going to be a good matchup. And that's Saturday, so that's going to be fun. Saturday. Oh, Saturday football, another top matchup this time in the AFC. This is vine really right here for the number one seed as well. I guess I kind of forgot about this team, which is my team uh, that I've been rooting for all season. I don't know how I forgot about them. We were talking about the Browns just a couple games ago, but the dolphins going to Baltimore. This is huge, bro. Huge, huge. Who do you, how do you, how do you do? I don't even know. How do you see this, bro? (sighs) Ravens just came off a huge win on the road it's a lot of effort and energy that goes all the way to the other coast. Baltimore, Maryland's all the way that's the water. You know what yeah, I'm saying? They literally, literally ups, going state uh yeah, uh, side to side and it's a long long flight, but in a in a good hard fought win.
1: Yeah. They think they can and, still
0: keep that momentum?
1: Well, part of it too is they played Monday night, so you have one less day to, you know, prepare cool. like the Dolphins yep. do um dolphins obviously don't have to fly across the country they're coming from florida up mm-hmm. up north but it is an outdoor game in december or i guess january by the time this game is played oh no it'll be saturday or sunday um yeah, yeah. so it'll be cold out and you know dolphins don't necessarily play well but since week eight their defense has been just killing it man i mean they're i don't know if they're top five or ten overall for the season because of how long it took them to going they didn't have ramsey early on and they've kind of battled is that when jalen them. ramsey came back was week eight Either week eight or week ten, somewhere in there, I think. So yeah, he's probably I'm a just saying that might be why. Yeah, and, but like you said, the Ravens' defense has been great. I mean, they picked off Purdy four times, but also two or the lot of the tips of up in the air. Yeah. So not completely in, but they are they are legit. Uh, this is probably going to be, if not the game of the week, the Cowboys Lions game is tied with this. I mean, this is a huge important game. If the Dolphins are able to win this, they won, take over the number one seed and they have the tiebreaker on them because they played head to head. So the, all the Dolphins would have to do is win the next week against Buffalo. They get the week off going into the playoffs. And, you know, I don't know. It's it, the Ravens and dolphins. This is going to be just, I mean, my pick is the Ravens to go to the super bowl from before the season started when we did this. So ultimately I want them to just do what they need to do to win, but you don't have to be the number one seed to necessarily win the super bowl. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're, um, they're a good, they're a good defensive team. And
0: obviously we know what their offense can do with two and, and the gang should be a good game. Um,
1: yeah, but tough. Also, tough too, I matchups. Think, uh, is it Waddle might not be out. Might, Waddle might be out for the Dolphins because he's got an ankle thing. Uh, mm-hmm. I know Mozart is questionable for this week as well. So the, and Tyreek Hill played last week, but he's still kind of dealing with his ankle thing. So that could make a huge difference, especially out in the cold in the Baltimore. Team. Yeah, I say well, I think the
0: Waddle injury, uh, as far as Mozart goes, I, I do think he's important, but they have they HM. have other backs. Yeah, they have a mm-hmm. chain and, and Jeff Wilson. So. Uh, I think they'll be okay there. I'll give you the Waddle one. I'll give you the Waddle one. Uh, two tough matchups, actually back-to-back, right? Because the Ravens obviously going to um, San Fran. The Dolphins played the Cowboys last week. So yeah. tough matchups coming off of a tough matchup. I say the Ravens win. I'm going like a 24-21 Justin Tucker game-winning field goal kind of
1: thing. I could see that, yeah. Especially because even though the Dolphins won against the Cowboys, they didn't do a lot offensively. They kind of struggled, and that's another good defense they had to face. So. Again, the Ravens, that's what they're built on is their defense. So I th- I'm with you. It might even be lower in score than that. It might be like a 17-14 kind of win for one of these teams at the end. And I know the Dolphins yep. kicker last week had four 50-yard field goals, I think, in that game. So yep. if the weather has anything to do with it, if it's windy, it could affect more anything on the kicking game, and maybe that's part of the reason we're low scoring. So we'll see what happens. But I'm with weather you. in the
0: Baltimore on Sunday is projected to be about 50 degrees, partly
1: cloudy, 8-mile-an-hour winds, 0% oh. chance of rain. Okay, so pretty clear and easy day for them. All right, well, we'll see. I mean, they didn't win in Buffalo, but that was a different team, and Buffalo's not nearly... I mean, it's different when you're division opponents, too. Miami-Buffalo play each other all the time, so it's a little different. This is a random AFC matchup, but, uh, yeah, another, again, game of the week right here, I think. I hope this one's on TV, because I believe this is a 10 a.m. game. The problem is the Raiders
0: also play at 10 a.m. The Chargers play at 1, so we don't have to worry about that, but I have a feeling we're going to see the Raiders on
1: TV instead of this one, so... Plus, I think the Rams are in New York, so that's— But they're great. on Fox. Oh, okay. okay. We'll see. I don't know. Hopefully we yeah. get it, though. That would. I'm assuming Jim Nance and Tony Romo's idiot. Dude, yes. Nance. I hope so. I <laughs> hope Nance. so. I like them, dude. I like them. I like Nance. Romo's hard. He's hard to watch. Like When he first came on, he was really good, and I feel like the longer he's been out of the league— the more he's not as connected and, and knows as much as he used to. So it sometimes is, it gets kind of like, yeah, we know you played, man, but you don't know the game the way it's played now. It's a completely different way of – like the game evolves, I mean, year to year, let alone every five years as long as he's been out, or maybe even longer. I don't know. How long has Dak He knows, knows enough. He knows enough. Yeah, but he also he knows like, enough. I don't know. I just don't like his whole excited thing sometimes. It's like I love Gus Johnson when wow, he Wow, you don't excited. like to be excited? No, it's not that I don't like to be excited. I just don't like the his – Delivery of it is almost feels <laughs> like he's talking to a kid. You know what I mean? Like Gus Johnson, I feel like is just like hey, do we go up top? But Tony Romo's like, hey, I, just, I don't know. It's just sometimes it's just like, how he talks, man. <laughs> just how he talks. People talk different. Corey, I like <laughs> you, Tony. <laughs> <clears>
0: throat> Bengals throat> Chiefs. Jamar Chase has been talking some shit. Dude. He said there's basically nobody that can cover him. Which, they might have a decent defense, but they don't have a good defender. Has he
1: not seen? We'll see. Has he not seen? I Gary Sneed. Thank you. I was going to say last week they showed his numbers against Devontae Adams, and he didn't allow anything, and he hasn't really allowed much all year. So I don't know what – and what is it up with the Bengals talking crap on the Chiefs when they're going into Arrowhead? They just don't understand, like, last week, not work out where, and you don't have Burrow this time. Burrow is not coming back. There's no Burrow like Walt Frazier coming out of the locker room the day of the game. This is not yeah. happening. You have Br- Jake Browning, and the way you played last week against the Steelers, they looked terrible. So if that so Chief, team shows up Chief in Kansas is good. City and the Kansas City Chiefs are – pissed off after the last two weeks i mean i don't know oh, they, they are homes and kelsey no. just so livid before in the, in the time mm-hmm. they've been together so they definitely are feeling the pressure and they know that they're not going to be at home in the playoffs if at least past the first round guaranteed because they're not going to be the number one seed at this point but no. they need to win this weekend and clinch the division because technically the raiders are still alive and can somehow sneak up on them so they need to show up if their defense can do what they've been doing the last couple of weeks i think the chiefs will win because Last week, even though the Chiefs lost to the Raiders, I don't think they gave up an offensive touchdown. It was a fumble recovery and I think an interception uh, return, and that's how they scored 14 of the 17 or 20 points they had. So, I mean, I think Aiden McConnell had – he was like one of 10 his last 11 completions, and it was for one yard, and that was the first of the 11. Like, he didn't do anything on offense. And if that's the Raiders that – I mean, if that's the kind of defense that they played against the Raiders and they somehow lost, the Bengals are not going to be able to win a game if they don't show up in this. Yeah, they, they only gave up six points, two field goals. That's all the Chiefs
0: defense gave up on Christmas Day. Both of the touchdowns that the Raiders scores were interception and the fumble. Both were what, seven or eight seconds apart, right? It was the fumble yeah. and then the almost the very next play. It was a pick six the other way. Mm-hmm. So that was all they could do. Chiefs defense is is legit. Yeah, they lost twenty to fourteen, but they only gave up six points. So yeah. it was the it was the offense that gave up the the other four. Offense scored fourteen, gave up fourteen. That's, you're never going to win when your offense is scoring as much as they also give up because offenses aren't supposed to give up any points. This was to only score them.
1: And in the NFL, <laughs> it, it comes down to the turnover differential. Like that's like, I remember I can't remember, I think it's Jim Mora, the guy who, you know, playoffs that guy, I think he was on a radio show back in the day. Talk about all the time that the one stat you can look at on an NFL game sheet and know who won the game possibly is the turnover ratio. Cause if you can't protect the ball, in the NFL, you're not going to win. Like, that's just not going to happen, and that's the case. The Raiders didn't turn over the ball. The Chiefs turned it over at least three times, and two of them were for touchdowns for the Raiders. Mm -hmm. So if the Chiefs defense can show up, and and Pat Mahomes can even have a slightly normal day and not turn – like, yo, bro, I'm trying to get third place in fantasy too. Can you show up this week? Like, just – just don't do anything stupid. Don't force anything. Like even that pick he threw that they came back because he didn't. I mean, just throw the ball out of bounds. Like, don't. yeah, that would, dude. That whoa, that was close, dude. Why? I thought the same thing. I was like,
0: why was why was that close? Yeah, who yeah. are you? Are you is Zach Will? Is this yeah. a is Zach Wilson stunt don't, doubling so you could enjoy Christmas? Those,
1: what the fuck's going on? It's one of those he's so frustrated and just trying to make anything happen that he he did too much and shouldn't have done it. Which hopefully that haven't. line was on his ass bro that oh. o-line did nothing max and crew
0: were doing whatever they wanted he had a second and a half to throw the fucking ball it was bad it was
1: really yeah, and who's bad the, is it hendrix is the defensive end for cincinnati like if he's yeah. on and has a good day then it's going to be a struggle as well but Man, somebody's got to catch the ball, and obviously with knowing the other receivers in Kansas besides game, Travis right? Kelsey, who actually had a bad game in my opinion too on Christmas. But Day. that's part of the thing, though. If nobody else is going to catch the ball, then the teams are just going to double team Kelsey, and then you can't throw it to the one reliable guy you have. And Rayshie Rice,
0: bro, that's who he needs to involve a lot more, and he's yeah, been he getting a, involved a little He had a, a much bit. better second
1: half. And he's, the other yeah, thing too so is, is do you, are you going to get uh, Pacheco back? Because I think he left with a, concussion, a head injury. So you know, yep. He got kneed by his own player, too. Oh, own team. Yeah, well, after his helmet got knocked off. Twice. That was the second time his helmet fell off, too. Like, within 10 plays. I don't know what's going on there. Get the straps on, man. Let's go. Yeah, I think the Chiefs, I
0: think both teams are obviously, they both need it. Uh, I think the Chiefs are really pissed about their Christmas Day loss, specifically. Uh, yep. They squeak one out because I do think the Bengals are a good team. I think Browning kind of does a little bit better than what he did against Pittsburgh. Uh, like, 2017, bro. I think Pat Mahomes and the offense can't move the ball, but they're going to do it just enough. And not give it up this time. That's my prediction.
1: I'm with you, but I think I think like you said they're so pissed that they're going to come out determined. And I think that you know Browning's been good, but last week against the Steelers he did he looked terrible. And this Chiefs defense is even better than that. So I have feel have a feeling they're going to pick him off a couple times and really make him work for it, and ultimately get this win big. I I mean I I got to think at least twenty eight seventeen. They're gonna they're gonna have like a comfortable win. I think. Okay. Chiefs. Yeah, Chiefs are going to okay. get it.
0: No more losing. I- out. I know you. I know you just mentioned, and I don't want to bring it up, but I'm sorry because we haven't talked about it. I know you just mentioned you're playing for third place, and all, all you. Uh, no, uh, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. I'm saying. Go, say ahead, it. go ahead. Two, over two hundred receiving yards and two touchdowns sitting on your
1: bench, bro. Not that I would have played
0: him either, because no, who thought that what was
1: gonna happen? I went back and forth with him and Jordan Addison over and over and over at the at the flex because And Addison got
0: hurt and did nothing.
1: Yes. That's the worst part. Is he got hurt and gave me nothing and that I yeah, if I would have just played uh him, I would have won. If I would have played, you'd Lamar, be in the championship won, game. Yeah. It is what it is. I'm just trying to get third place and get my 20 bucks back, you know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. 100
0: bucks. 100 bucks. 100%. Which, speaking of
1: injuries, man, I mean Trevor Lawrence, I don't know what the Jags are going to do if I mean sprained right shoulder. They haven't announced if he's going to play or not this weekend. Um but I mean it's it's Thursday and there's not an announcement he is. So I think it's probably going to be a game time but even if he goes out there and he's not 100%, is it better to have him out there or not? Or I don't know. That's just Trevor Lawrence, man. The Jags, they just they had this thing so early set up for themselves and they've completely <clears throat> just fallen apart and lost it all. I guess they feel like
0: they don't have a better option. I, I don't know. I mean, I see your point. To me, if you're in the NFL, even as a backup quarterback, right? He must be somewhat decent. So, but I don't know. I mean, I know they're desperate, they're tied now with two other teams. They just got lucky that everybody else also lost in the division last week. The yep. entire AFC South lost last week. Lucky for the Jags because
1: hey, it would have been losing. passed. Yeah, good for you, right? For that one. <laughs> I think we're number six in the draft right now. Woo! <laughs> nice. I think we're number, like, two. So. Yeah. Woo! yeah, I think so. Patriots jumped up. <laughs>
0: um, but, yeah, uh, I don't know. That should be crazy. That should. Be, I think he's. I mean, he's going to play. As long as he says he's going to play, he's going to play. I don't think the doctor's going to hold him back. He's been playing. Yeah, true. I, just I know, know it was an ankle or anything. whatever, but that's his – I
1: don't know. He's going to play. he figure it out, man. even it's if it's a
0: threat. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, true, I guess. Yeah, even if he doesn't throw a lot, you can just have him out there as the – like do some options and try to make people – make them think that you're going to throw and do something. But I don't know. I, if I'm the Jags, though, I'm just worried because <laughs> even if you get through this game and you somehow win this division like we talked about, they might have to face the Browns in the first round, and that is not going to be good for Lawrence if he's not 100% as it is.
0: 100% is what Waddle would have to give. Oh, man. But when you're running, it's a little bit different than sitting in a pocket. Jalen Waddle has a high ankle sprain and has not technically been ruled out, but might for the rest of this weekend. I even heard of if... him the rest of the year. Ouch. <laughs> well, high ankle sprain, that's one of the ones that uh... – and it's already towards the end of the year. So I could see, see that happening, which sucks because this is the time where you need everybody healthy, not where you need people falling off as they go into Baltimore like we just discussed.
1: This is going to be this is going to be a tough one without him. I think if you're the Dolphins even if you don't have him this weekend, winning this game and possibly getting that one seed is even more important because if that gives him an extra week to possibly get his ankle, you know, and and situ- situated and figured out maybe he can semi even if he's again more of a threat than he is on the field at that point in a playoff mm-hmm. game. I mean it, it'd be nice to just have him out there at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. I think um, I think he I think he should sit because yeah, I think he should do at least this already, game. You know you're going to have the division basically, and you're going to have a home game, so don't don't push for the number one seat if it's not if you don't have to. Like obviously, everybody else will be playing Tyree Kill. You have other options and weapons to play with if you're the Dolphins, so it's not like he's the only guy that you have to have him out there. So yeah, take it easy, just. Do the best you can if you win, cool. If you don't, at least you know you got the division, you got one home game in the playoffs uh taken care of, and then you know go from there. Well, the person they're fighting
0: against this weekend, Lamar Jackson, kind of uh made his case and put his stamp on the favorite at least. I think so for MVP voting. After the beatdown that he had in San Fran. He looked good, dude. That whole team yeah. looked good, but he looked good. He looked
1: really good. Well, kind of it, just solidifies his case. For that one moment where the ref got in the way and he tripped over him for the safety. But other
0: than that, yeah. Yeah, the safety.
1: <laughs> yeah. I
0: saw I actually tuned the game on when it was two to nothing. So I didn't see the safety. And I later saw it and I was like, Oh my gosh, this will yeah. literally fell over on the ref. So it's not even like I mean, granted, he may have been tackled, but I think he's fast enough to have probably gotten out of the uh, of front, the end zone at sure. least. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, or at least out of the pocket to throw it away. Yeah,
1: yeah. But I think you're right. I think uh, after you know they talked about him being an MVP candidate the last couple weeks, but after going into San Fran and doing what he did, and you know he didn't throw like necessarily a a bunch of like three, four touchdowns or anything, but just the fact that how much impact he has on every single because he can run run at any point in time. Like you have to have, and then they do so many option plays and the offense that they've implemented this year with the new coordinator as they've gotten through the season, you can tell they he's feeling more and more comfortable within the system and you know they've got weapons and i i I picked him to win mvp before the year started so i'm feeling good about that right now if they can clinch this Mm -hmm. number one seed and have you know 13 or 14 wins when it's all said and done i think he pretty much locks it up unless he completely falls apart this weekend and the next maybe you should have put money on it huh yeah well you know they don't let you do a parlay for every single uh, dude i know
0: that was Mm -hmm. kind of annoying you can only (laughs) do like three or something like that was stupid
1: yeah, and I didn't get Odell Beckham for player of the year, comeback player of the year, obviously, at this point. So. That's okay. That's okay. You win some, you lose some. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but speaking of losing, man, if you're the Packers or you're, uh, I should say, Alexander, what? Dude, that is the weirdest thing. When they first said he was suspended and it came up, I was like, what What detrimental of the team. What did he do? And then you read this whole, he wasn't actually a captain on the team that day, but he went out as a captain on the field to do the coin toss because he's from Carolina, so he wanted to go out there. Bro, that doesn't matter. Like, if you're not picked to be out there, and if you're the other guys on the team, why are you allowing him to be out there? If you're a captain, you should have leadership and be able to, yo, bro, you're not supposed to be out here. Get off. And not only that, he goes out there and he makes the mistake of saying, we want to put the defense out there, which the ref's like, so what? Like, what do you, he's like, yeah. And so you're deferring. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're deferring. Yeah, we're deferring. Yeah. But even his post game interview after when they asked him about the locker room, he's like, he knew what I was talking about. Like, dude, you cannot go out there and be no- so nonchalant about something when you guys are battling for your playoff lives too. It's not like you're two and 12 and you're just playing to play and you're at your hometown and you're or you're 12 home. and two and yeah, you're and like you're you know stuff. Yeah. Like just, I don't know. It's a very weird situation. And I think it's even crazier because uh, isn't going to be a free agent at the end of the year? Just, that's going to be a huge effect on where he goes or what happens with him in green Bay moving forward. I would think, I mean, I don't know. It's just a weird situation though. And the weirder it gets, the more information comes out throughout the week.
0: It's super weird. It's super weird. Um, I, saw the, I saw the postgame interview, but I didn't really like get dive into the story. Um, I know he made a mistake. I think it's crazy that it's a whole game. I thought
1: they were yeah. trying to fight for playoff spots. Jeez, he's their best corner.
0: Yeah. He's one yeah, of he the is. best corners in
1: the league. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Just it's a very weird situation. And also, too, that I mean, he's only played in six games this year, too. So it's not like he's been in every game and he's had a, I mean, he has an effect when he's out there, but he's also missed a, a bunch of games so i don't know I, I think that was his first game back after being out for six games too so like even then more so like what what are you doing man like i don't know and if you go out there even if you want to be a captain you're not supposed to be at least know what you're supposed to do when they ask you the question don't do something and screw it up and make it to the fact that you don't even get the ball twice cuz i think there's the way they, they the is written is if you don't if you choose to defer it, you can end up not having to get the ball. I mean, it's just a weird thing to not be all dialed in and be so non so nonchalant about it in your post game interview. On top of it, I think that's probably got to be the kicker for the organization. Like, hey, you made a mistake, we get it, but then you can't act like it was no big deal and it couldn't. Oh, it was just funny. Like, I'm just, come on, man. It's the NFL, man. You got to be for real.
0: Yeah, the intricacies the intricacies is what makes this game like important or it's like special because. You have to – it's really a game of, of possessions. You yeah. need to have more and do something with it, and your opponent needs to have less and do less with it. So giving away possessions because you don't care or don't know how to you know, be there is not something that you know, the team is going to take lightly. Um, again, I think a game is excessive, but I understand what their point
1: is. They want to try to get the point across. But it's the best corner. Well, I guess we'll see. Yeah, well, you know the Broncos had the their best quarterback Russell Wilson that they're benching for two games too here at the end. So talk about a weird situation. It's, I know dude, it's, it's very super similar. weird, dude. Well, the fact that they benched him and already came out two weeks when they're not even like mathematically eliminated, they're still alive and can make a wild card chase at this point, and you're taking your multiple Pro Bowl time and. Super Bowl winner. I mean, the whole thing, I know it's been a long time since that's all happened and things have been rough. I mean, Sean Payton was undressing him and yelling at him on the sideline not even two weeks ago. So obviously it's not been good from the start there. I mean, even when Payton got hired and they came in and did the press conference, him one of the first things he talked about was like, nobody's going to have a private room. Nobody's going to have private coaches. nobody. You know, basically calling Russell Wilson out. So I don't know if that was the best start to their working relationship in the first place. But now you got this whole thing of, and I didn't know this until they talked about it. I didn't realize this the cap or the uh, extension he signed with them doesn't start until next year because he had already had a couple years left from the Seattle contract. I thought that already kicked in, so I guess this is more of as Ian Rapaport from NFL Network is saying, it's more of a preserve financial flexibility because I guess as of I think it says thirty seven million of Wilson's salary will vest in March if he were to su- suffer a significant injury. So at this point, if you're the Broncos, you're just making sure he doesn't play because you don't want him to get hurt and then have to owe him a certain amount of money and it affect your cap, but it's still going to be a big cap hit re- regardless of how it goes, and there was even talk of uh, reports that they asked him to rework his deal before the extension kicks in, and he didn't like that. So him and the team are already at odds in a lot of situations and places. So I don't blame him. It's money. just – it's bizarre. You guys yeah. are billionaires. Get out of here. And, and if you sign the contract, the contract is signed. You can't go back and fix it unless you're trying to do something like Brady did, like take money back <sighs> off the top so you can help the team. But that's not the situation. They basically told him, like, look, we paid you all this money, but we don't think you're worth it anymore, and we want to change it. Sorry, the contract's yep. been signed. Because if it was the other way around yep. and he wanted more, you'd be like, "No, you got to finish this contract out and get." So, yeah, you play for just... you play for dirt. Yeah, exactly. So it's just a very weird situation, and a lot of people keep talking about. It. It's very similar to the situation Derek Carr was in last year with Vegas, where they didn't play in the last mm, two games because yeah. they were like, "Well, no, we're yeah. not going to bring him back. We're going to trade him. We don't want to get hurt." And if I'm anybody else, I nobody know, I traded didn't... him, right? Like he didn't trade, right? He didn't trade. He wasn't traded to New Orleans. Did he sign? there as a free agent, or am I tripping? Uh, I can't remember, but either way, the, you knew he was going to leave and you probably wanted yes. to get him, yeah. something for him. I'm sure there was like a qualifying offer they gave him so they get some kind of draft pick back or something. But it's just weird that – and if I'm – anybody else in the NFL, like who's – I guess NFL teams are always desperate for quarterbacks. So like where would Russell go next year if they were to trade him? Like what's the plan moving forward for the Broncos if you do get rid of him? Stidham is obviously not very good, so – and you're not bad enough that you're not in the lottery or – like not lottery – the top five of the draft to get a quarterback. You're mm-hmm. fighting for a playoff spot. So you're like right in the middle of the pack. You're not going to get anybody really good as far as that quarterback situation. And the free agent class is not that great. I mean, Kirk Cousins is coming off a torn ACL. So he'll probably stay in Minnesota because they feel comfortable yeah. with him in the situation. I mean, if you want to go after Jake Browning, but he didn't look very good against Pittsburgh last week. So that even kind of changes his whole aspect. He started looking team. good, but yeah. Pittsburgh has good defense, though, but
0: still. Yeah,
1: but still. I mean, it was a big drop-off. So, I don't know. It's just – and then the other thing, too, is if they part with him this summer, I guess it says a post-June 1st release would divide the $85 million in dead money over two seasons. So it would be $35 million next year and then $49 million the following year in dead caps. To not play. Not good, not good. The Broncos made just some bad decisions, but too late now. But also, too – when they hired Nathaniel Hackett two years ago, that was what the, you know, thing that that meant. Oh, Aaron Rodgers was going to come here, and then we yeah apparently him. that didn't work, and then Hackett was terrible. You fired him, so you kind of got stuck with Wilson and the contract, and now Sean Payton and him just don't see eye to eye, and it's not working. And you know, really, Russell hasn't been good in like four years. It's not like it's just his two years in Denver have been our struggle. He didn't have a good years the last couple years in Seattle either. But everyone blamed that on you know they didn't have any weapons and they didn't have any defense to play well either, and it was just all about him. And really I don't like. He- if people
0: say they don't have weapons, I disagree with them. If they don't like the play calling or whatever, D.K.
1: Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, yeah, that's not that bad. But D.K. Also, Metcalf was a good Metcalf was still young and probably not what he is today at this point either. But yeah, well, that one too, they had no offensive line, so he was running for his life a lot too. So that's there's fine. a lot of that's situations fine. and issues, but I think if you're the Broncos, you're just like, oh, well, if he comes here, we can fix him, which is always – The inevitable. It never happens that way. I I I think you and I.
0: I think you said it. I said somebody said it. I am pretty sure. I don't know one of us. Maybe it's not. I mean, I am not saying Russell Wilson is the the like answer, but maybe he's not the only problem. You said he had a bad couple years. He started falling off, which I agree. I am not disagree at this point. Bad couple years in Seattle, kind of started falling off. That's why they got rid of him. Well, Sean Payton hasn't done anything since Drew Brees left. That's a very good point. And even maybe then, the well, Belichick with and uh, Tom Brady are like, you know, Brees and uh, Payton. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like you said, even the last few years with Brees weren't great. So, I mean,
1: maybe it's not. Maybe Sean, Pay- Sean Payton's a good coach. I won't, I won't say no, but
0: maybe yeah, it's not your... just Russell Wilson's fault.
1: If you're Sean Payton, man, just got to thank God those contracts are guaranteed. Get your money, and whatever happens, happens. If they fire you and you have to go back to the studio and do TV and like so you were be doing before, no big deal. <laughs> nope. You already got the cash. Screw it. You're never
0: going to coach again. But
1: No, this is the last shot if it doesn't end up working out.
0: Agreed, agreed. Okay, before we move on from the NFL, I have a little game. I hope you haven't played it yet. I don't know what
1: you're talking about, so no, I
0: haven't. <laughs> I know, because I'm just saying, like, I hope you haven't seen it already.
1: Yep.
0: It was a little reel that I saw, and I thought it was fun. So I thought I'd add to this real quick. I'm going to put a timer on my little, my tab here, and we're going to see if you can do, if you can complete this thing, I'll, I'll tell it to you in a second, in 30 seconds or less. Okay. Okay. All right. Let me set the timer okay i didn't say five minute timer why would that just randomly <laughs> be there i mean i'll take five minutes i don't think i'll need it no you're, you're <laughs> not gonna need a 30 second leave yeah 30 second timer don't start it yet stop dude oh, google chill even though okay. seconds <laughs> now, yeah no i will i pause it i pause it all right <clears throat> again i really hope you haven't seen it otherwise it could kill no it. i honestly so. okay no i mean like uh the real oh okay there's four teams in the NFL that have alliteration in their name. You
1: first of all, we know what alliteration is, correct? Just clarifying for before, before we get to uh, this timer, because I'll lose my mind. In the John's
0: playoffs. John's jars jump jollyly. Okay. okay, same letter beginning of each uh, word, so they have the same letter of the city as they do of the mascot. Okay, so it's city and or team name, right? So like Damn. the like the Cardinals, that's Arizona Cardinals. That's not one because that's A and C, okay?
1: okay gotcha. Got I'm going to
0: give you 30 seconds starting now. Okay, well, Jacksonville
1: Jaguars is the first one that comes to mind. Tennessee that's Titans
0: one. is the second one. That's two. Uh,
1: let's see, Atlanta, Baltimore, even Cincinnati Bengals, Pittsburgh Steelers. Dang, I'm kidding. 20 out. seconds. Oh, man, I can't think of the other two. Uh, I know, Florida pressure's Browns, on. Dallas Cowboys, Miami Dolphins, Buffalo Bills. Uh, yep, three. New York 10 seconds. I don't think I'm going to West 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 LA Chargers LA Rams No San Francisco 49ers no. Seattle Seahawks
0: Boom Once wow. Got it Got it Good job Good job Dang Nice You okay, well, yep. yep.
1: said Name of city And mascot I was thinking Like the name Of the mascot So I'm glad You clarified It was the no. name of No Yeah team. Uh, Yeah I don't know Why I said Mascot
0: <laughs> I meant Like I meant Like team name but i don't yeah, want no, to say I, team. i mean it is the mascot of whatever the team yeah, is because they're all the the chargers the chart yeah yeah so anyway you got it you literally got it right with one second left or maybe Ooh. a half second because yeah it's but not you gave me some help on that
1: last one i was not going to get to seattle at all
0: well, all i said was west i didn't even say afc or nfc to be honest with you so yeah i gave you some help but i didn't even i didn't even specify so you had about five seconds to go through eight teams so I was you're just good like- good job Buffalo Bill. All right. There's a couple of them. Yeah. Ones. So, yeah. So, the, to to for quickly sort of recap, Seattle um, Seahawks, Buffalo Bills, Tennessee Titans, and Jacksonville Jaguars. Huh, Those are the four the teams I have alliteration. Yeah. And I didn't want to – the reason why – I was trying to think of an example, and I almost said your favorite team's name. And I was like, wait a minute. That's one of them. That's why I was like, oh, let me go to Arizona Cardinals.
1: So, anyways, good job. Good job. Glad I got right, it. Like- I definitely would have felt dumb if I didn't. But like I said, thanks for the help.
0: <laughs> got it. Someone who's gonna need some help, in my opinion, uh is in the rose bowl. Coming oh. up, dude, college football playoff. I know technically there's bowl games that have been going on. Yeah, I, I personally it. don't pay attention to the bowl games that are smaller. Um, I really only pay attention to the college football playoff. So that's what we're going to discuss because there's just
1: way too many. There's like hundreds, I feel like, of bowl, bowl games. F- just like every single team, as long as you win six games, right? You get a bowl game yes, or something like six that? six games, you get bowl eligible. And not only that, there's so many of them, but they all have like the craziest names. One was like the Tony the Tiger Bowl and – uh, avocados. I from think Pop Tart was today. Bowl. Yeah, Pop Tart was today. There's the mayo bowl, so people are dunking, mayo, dumping mayo on the coaches. And Oof, yesterday, the gross. the uh, I think SC won against Louisville down in San Diego, and they put poured eggnog on Lincoln Wright, like just oh, the just eggnog balls. bowl. Yeah, I'm with you. Let's just focus to the real ones with the Gatorade dunks that actually matter.
0: <laughs> By the way, that USC they lit up Louisville. Mm-hmm. Um, who beat Florida State? And we all know SC kind of sucks, but the one caveat is there's all, there's only two players to throw for like four touchdowns or something like that. I saw some crazy stat um, at USC for like their one of their first games, something like that. It's Caleb Williams and the guy who just uh, played in his absence because he didn't play in the bowl game. I forgot who his, what his name is. I apologize, young man. But Moses
1: Moody um, or Mo... No, 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 that guy plays either. for the that <laughs> guy plays yeah, for the warrior. uh, Warriors. Moss Miller, Moss. <laughs> Moss Miller, Miller Moss, something like that. Okay, that yeah.
0: So good. he apparently lit it up. Um, so apparently USC might be moving on already. Not that they have the choice, obviously. If he wants to come back, he'll they'll play. But uh, they look like they already got the next guy already. So.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do, too, because uh, Moss, I believe, is only a redshirt sophomore, so he's got two more years of eligibility. He's been there for a little bit, learned the program. But if you're Lincoln Riley, you know he's going to the transfer portal looking for quarterbacks. So it'll be interesting to see if they even give him an opportunity or a chance to take that. I don't see what he just did. That was 14th-ranked yeah. Louisville. Agreed, but also there's no film on him. It makes it a little harder to prepare for a guy when you don't know what his tendencies are, or what his capabilities are. So it could be one of those things too. Like you know, Jake Browning. The first <clears> couple <throat> games he was off the charts, and now that people have gotten some film on him for the Bengals, they played. Like Josh Dobbs, on. Yes, in Minnesota, another good yeah. one, <laughs> which is now going to another quarterback this weekend. I think I read. <laughs> yes, true.
0: Getting back to the Rose Bowl though, I'm obviously rooting for number one Michigan. They're playing Alabama, uh, two o'clock on. New Year's Day. It's going to be, I don't know, Michigan's favored by a point and a half. And wow. I'm not, I'm not
1: confident. I don't have confidence in it at all. <laughs> yeah, like at
0: all. I'm not even and confident to say confident, apparently.
1: I'm, I'm with you. I get it. And I understand. And I, I think I agree with you because the fact that when they were unveiling all the teams and they showed Michigan, when they found out they were playing Alabama, you could even tell those players were like, oh, man. How the like, freak did we get the Alabama number one seed and we got the really? hardest team? Yeah, yeah, so, but like we talked about, it could be one of those two, like kind of hey, hey, Harbaugh. You think you're awesome? Well, here's Alabama. Good luck and see what you can do against Saban. So, I think this is going to be the best game of the two semifinals, anyway, just because of the you know the coaching and and all the the history that these two uh, you know schools have and everything. But yeah, Saban with a lot of time to prepare and get ready for a game is always scary. He is. I mean, there's a reason Alabama's always in the top four or at, or at least flirting with it every year and has won multiple titles with him as the coach. So I'm with, with multiple it's, quarterbacks who aren't even that great. Two quarterbacks in one game in the championship game when Jalen Hurts wasn't doing good and they went to him. So yeah, I'm with you. <clears> this <throat> is going to be the best game. Uh, I don't know. I can't, I go back and forth. I feel like, Nah, uh, this is the year Harbaugh's going to do it because then once he wins the title, he's going to bounce and go to the NFL. But also, I just Saban's like picking against Tom Brady, man. I just can't pick against them or picking against the Warriors. I can't pick against them until I know they're absolutely dead. So it's hard to go against Alabama. And the fact that it's only a point and a half spread is basically a toss up. So, ugh. But I'm just exci- I just hope it's a good game. It's not one that either of them just like dominate the other completely. You don't want like a Georgia TCU championship game. No, God, that was so bad. So bad. Don't want-
0: I got two comments on this, basically. The first one is one of the players, don't know who, uh some player from Alabama was being interviewed, and apparently he had a comment about they can't have tablets on the sideline because then Michigan will steal the signs. They can <laughs> say all they want. I, I, think it's, I think it's fun, I guess, all in good fun. But um, you better back it up is all I'm saying. And yeah. I know Alabama most of the time does, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's every time. Uh,
1: so good like- luck. You know, Alabama being Georgia is a big deal, but also like Georgia was going for a 3 P. That's not easy to do, especially hard, when man. you're changing from stents embedded to a different quarterback and going from the second to third title, possibly. So it's a different thing. And Michigan has been good all year. I know they lost, uh, I believe, that one of their offensive linemen, one of their better guys early on, but they've seemed to figure it out. And, you know, with Harbaugh there, maybe that's that their rallying cry is just, you know, screw so. the NCAA. You know, they, they suspended our coach and now he's back and let's go prove the world is wrong that we can do this without. Cheating or whatever that everyone is saying or going against the rules, so I'm with you. I think Michigan's gonna probably win, but I still just feel like in the back of my mind, like, but it's Alabama. They might win too. I it, I just hope it comes down to the end. That's all I hope. It comes down to the wire.
0: My second comment is I heard uh, a little interview snippet. You probably have seen it too, because it's kind of going around. Jalen Milrow was talking about how nobody has considered him a quarterback. Even his own offensive coordinator, uh, what's his name? Bill O'Brien. Yes, Bill O'Brien, where he said that, yeah, he even told him, you will not be a quarterback, and now he is leading number four Alabama into the semifinal game against Michigan. So props to him, man. I like the don't let people tell you what you can and cannot do. Go out and do it. I do think that I've seen limitations from him, but he's also very young and playing the best – the best competition that you possibly can in college football these days, so I give it to him. And that freaking hail mary, and the, he gutted out those drives to to make that comeback against Georgia. Absolutely. So uh, that, again, that hail mary,
1: oh, yeah, I go back to it. Nick Saban has multiple weeks to prepare and get these yep. guys ready, and that's usually when they're at their best. So be interesting to see how they uh, come out. The other game is
0: at five forty five, the Sugar Bowl. It's going to be Texas and Washington. Texas is favored by, I think like five, man, or three and a half. Their favorite be pretty high. To be honest with you, all will go get right now, but
1: sugar bowls in uh, new Orleans, right? If I remember, right, uh, yes. So it's kind of probably going to be a home game for Texas. If you think about it, they're much closer than, uh, the Washington people and fans. So that, I mean, not that Washington won't be represented, but if we're talking about who's closer and who's going to be more of a home game for, it's definitely going to be Texas, but also like, I don't know, as as a Pac twelve fan in general, I kinda want Washington to, to go in there and, and mess some stuff up and get, you know, knock Texas out and not necessarily win the title game, but get to it and maybe even have a chance at winning it instead of getting killed like usually what happens when the Pac twelve gets to those games. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely obviously
0: rooting for Washington being a Pac twelve fan, even though the Pac twelve is no more. Texas favored by four and a half right now, actually. So um yeah, I mean I see your point, but I do think that the that Washington has a pretty complete team. As long as they can move the ball. I, I know that one of the things that people talk about in the Pac-12 is there is this is like a really offensive league. So there's no real defense that maybe Pennix has had to face. Okay. At least nothing that what Texas might be able to bring. But I'm pretty sure Steve Sarkeesian is the head coach of Texas, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's an offensive minded guy. He, he so... If 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 thinking about it, you would think that Texas would be more offensive than they would be defensive. So, I think that if as long as Washington can move the ball, they just need to be able to keep up with Texas. I don't really see Texas. I mean, Texas quarterback wasn't in the running for Heisman, so it's not like uh, you know they have some sort of elite offense. As long as they can score, I believe they'll be able to slow down Texas a little bit. So that's what I'm hoping for.
1: We will see. The other thing I was just thinking about isn't Arch Manning technically on the uh, Texas team? I know he's not playing. Yes. Anymore. So he's not maybe. yeah, he's like a freshman. So. so if they make it to the title game, he would be the furthest ever as far as a Manning getting in NCAA football, right?
0: <laughs> I get I mean, I don't know if his uncles are gonna ever freaking let him live it down if he doesn't actually play a snap. But yeah, I mean just saying. <laughs> that'd be pretty funny. Yeah. And we'll see how he does in the NFL. Which one which one counts a little bit more, you know what I mean? Yeah. Two Super Bowls each, ain't Bad. Two Super yeah. Bowls each bad. Okay, we're done. We're done with football. Okay, we're finally going to move on.
1: I just it's, – it's the, it's the heat, man. It's the heat of the season. It's the best I mean, time. We're almost done with college here in another week or two with the finals shortly, and then once we get into – I mean, you mentioned tonight even, like, tonight's the last Thursday night football game for the NFL. We had no more Thursdays moving forward. Wow, that's crazy.
0: Nice. Okay. Yeah, that's how much of the end of the season it is, I guess.
1: <laughs> we're that close. <laughs>
0: So we're getting into the NBA. We're going to start with one of the biggest stories, which is having one of the biggest names come back from a big suspension. Sorry for the big over and over again, but John Morant is no small character and neither was his suspension. 25 games. uh, They did horrible, but are since four and since his return where he's averaging 28 points a game, five boards and eight assists coming up with vengeance. No.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it was never about the game part that was the problem. So, and no, the only thing so, yeah. I I affect I waited for was to see if he got like his legs back because you know he, they the first couple of games back when you're playing the NBA you got to get your your game stamina back up. But obviously he's been training and taking care of that, so it's not an issue. Um, nope. I mean, the fact that they're back and he's already got them four wins, which is two more than the Tr- Detroit Pistons have won all year, <laughs> sadly to say. Um, but yeah, <sighs> they, 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 their attitude is completely different. I think it makes a lot of sense at the top with Marcus Smart being the more defensive minded guy and also in a weird way i think you know you got rid of dylan brooks and his antics and marcus smart has his own antics but it's a lot better and more controlled and i think it's been again i think him having morant at the top there and having marcus smart with him on defense kind of takes a little bit of his uh defensive liabilities uh (laughs) you know taken care of a little bit and they're only getting healthier too. Like, I don't, I know they're not gonna get Steven Adams back. I know is it, I can't remember the guy, the power forward that got hurt last year in this 20. See late Brandon, something, um, Clark. Brandon Clark. Like he could come back maybe at the end of the year, since he got hurt late last year, maybe they add a little more hype there. Uh, you know, buyouts, trade deadline, see what they do. So it's not, they're probably not going to make the playoffs as far as the top 16 seeds. Cause they've been back They're so far back, but, I think that they get hot enough and they play well, they could get into the play in. And then once you get in the play in, anything can happen, as we saw last year with the Lakers and Warriors doing the seven and eight and then ultimately getting past that. So I don't know. There's yeah. a lot of things moving.
0: It's fun. It's fun. We're starting to get to where I think we're roughly 30 games in for every team and uh, <clears throat> starting to get how everything's kind of shaping up. It's weird. Um, I was hoping we were gonna be doing a little bit better. As you can see, I got uh, my LeBron jersey on. I got nice. this for Christmas. Hell Thank yeah. you, Aaron. That's pretty uh pretty sweet. Dig it. Actually, my first like well, I've purchased a Gary Payton jersey when I was a kid. Mm. Well, I didn't, my dad did. But this is basically like my first like legit like Lakers jersey. And he didn't get it with a wish right here, so that's oh, cool.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. I like it. I'm glad there's know, no sponsor.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or whoever's whoever it is at that, that time. So, but yeah, um, good for good for the uh, good for the Grizzlies. I hope. Honestly, the main thing that I didn't like about them was Dylan Brooks. So now I'm yeah. kind
1: of indifferent about him. I completely agree. Desmond Bain's really good. They got a couple nice pieces down there. So yeah, I I have nothing. I like Desmond Bain. The Dylan Brooks out of there too. I'm with you. That guy was just annoying. And now he's just in Houston, pissing me off instead. (laughs) Good.
0: Go enjoy Houston. Bye. (laughs) The, uh, other team that we don't really talk about. I know I'm rocking the Lakers, the only real L.A. team that's here. There's another team who actually went on a pretty big run after everybody started crapping on him for getting James Harden and losing, what, like six straight to start with him?
1: I believe so. They went on a
0: nine- or ten-game win streak. Uh, A little curved back now. I think they jumped up to, like, fourth or fifth in the West. Uh, But Kawhi now has a little bit of a hip contusion, apparently what the injury report is saying. out Missed, what, three games now? Three straight um, games, yeah they they i was telling a coworker this quickly before you go i was telling a coworker this cuz she uh clippers fan and i was just telling her like This is now your team. This is something that you need to get used to in the sense that you don't have the Clipper team of old where if Kawhi goes out for a game, you have a plethora of good talent to step up not only from the bench, but even into a starting role to kind of just smooth over and win 60 to 80% of the games while he's out you don't have that anymore. You've gutted it. You're now like the Suns. You're now like how the Lakers have been where they where they had Russ and we were just trying to fill in to see whoever could fill in. Mm-hmm. You needed every single person to start that you paid for or you really don't have as good of a chance. I'm not saying you won't win any game unless all four start, yeah. but you're going to have a lot harder time. Um, I am all for it, of course. <laughs> what do you see? How has this shape and go?
1: Well... I mean, you and I talked about it when the trade went down. It was either going to be a complete shit show or they were going to eventually figure it out and be good. And that's what they did. They mm-hmm. eventually figured out and kind of got their thing going. Their defense has been much better. I think uh, Daniel Tice coming in off the bench behind Zubak has been a good addition as well. Uh, you know, Weirdly, honestly. Yeah. yeah. The Clippers have made some good moves, but like you said, they're really heavy on the top now with Kawhi, Paul George, and, and Harden. And now Russ is down to like if Kawhi is not playing, he's, he's not even playing 20 minutes a game. So – that's not really the hugest factor. It just gives him, a, gives the other guy, it gives Harden mostly a break and not having to run the point for a little bit. So, but th- at the end of the day, even if they're good now, regardless of Kawhi or not, if, once they make the playoffs or were in the playoffs, that's when Harden usually gets out of it and lose. I mean, even last year when he had him beaten, he led the league in assists with him as a big man. He fell apart in the playoffs and completely went away from that game. And I know, I, I remember the clip, if I remember it, right? It's Kobe Bryant talked about a while ago with Rachel Nichols where she said, you know, he, during the great the regular season, that's a great way to play basketball. When it comes to playoffs and wanting to win a championship, that's not the style that's going to do it. And ultimately, that's what we've seen Harden do over and over and over. And yeah. you know, hopefully, that's the case this year. I don't. I mean, I don't want them to win anything, obviously. But if they're going to make yeah. the playoffs, they're not going to be bad enough to miss them at this point. No, no, unless no. you know Kawhi and Paul George get hurt and miss the rest of the season or something crazy somehow, which I don't and, want. No, no. Of course, I don't want any injuries. And obviously, with the trade deadline coming too, there there's not a whole lot of movement they can make. They're so Be more of a buyout possibility, but even then, that's it. I don't know how many guys are going to want to go there because there's not a whole lot of guaranteed minutes to play there either. So, I don't know. True. It's, it's a, it, there's a little bit of everything going on there. Um, I just, I, I again, I want them to play and make the playoffs because I don't want them to get injured and not be able to play, but. I think come playoff time, it's it's just going to be the typical Clipper thing. And, and especially depending on matchups. I mean, Denver's really good. We talked about Minnesota earlier when before we were prepping, getting ready for the show. That you know, even though Minnesota's young, like maybe that's part of the reason they could win because they are young as far as Anthony Edwards, but Anthony Towns and Gobert down in the middle, like that's not going to be easy for Harden them to like you know run their pick and roll and get inside. And, and Zubak, especially that time of year against Gobert. I'm not a huge Gobert fan myself. And he's a little no. Liberated. But now that he doesn't have to be um, a big man offensively at all for them because that's what Cat does, it just gives him all the energy to focus on defense and make a big difference and possibly win Defensive Player of the Year again. So, Whatever. Weirdo. But yeah, not a fan. But yeah, I,
0: I can see it. I can see that. I can see that. Uh, but yeah, I think the, the Clippers, having gotten rid of all of their depth, makes it just a little bit harder. They rely yeah. too much on the starting lineup. So it is Absolutely. what it
1: is. That's what you chose. Pick your poison. Yeah. You know? Either deep or you're not one of the two. Yeah. And another team that did the same thing, like you mentioned them already was the Phoenix suns. And now you can see like they won yesterday and I think KD had a triple double. So they hopefully are feeling a little better, but there's reports coming out of there that they're the team is frustrated, especially KD. Um, I mean, even Eric Gordon was quoted telling Chris Haynes, like early on in the season, it was better lately. There hasn't been any emphasis to get me look. So it's definitely different, bro. What did you think it was going to happen when you came to play with Harden? I mean, kd booker and beal when he is playing how many shots did you think when are you, you when are you you supposed to get looks right now, yeah i know the the thinking is well they're gonna have to double team one of those guys and it's gonna open up a spot yeah but again if they're yeah for team, one of the others exactly if they're double teaming booker which we know booker hates because there was all that video of him in the offseason that like pickup games getting pissed off people are double yeah. teaming so if he doesn't like getting double team and that's who they're going after well it they're gonna they're not gonna double off of you because you're a shooter they're not gonna double off of kd even more so and then they're not gonna double off of beal when he does play right now he hasn't been playing at all so that gives him less options and i'm sorry gordon you i don't. i'm surprised he's even still in the league i feel like he's been playing for like 30 years at this point he's got to be almost as old as lebron former clipper yeah yeah he was clipper a couple times right twice i think (laughs) yep i think so i think so um I
0: feel bad for KD-ish. I mean, I know he's yeah. already dug his way here. I like him, but, I mean, this is his choice, basically. So yeah, um, I feel bad, but don't feel bad. I mean, I know he didn't expect all of this, but what do you expect? This is the second time you've tried to put together
1: a very top-heavy team. I mean, if uh, Shannon Sharp put a, a thing out the other day. I think him and Ocho Cinco were doing a podcast and they talked about that, where, like, you were in OKC, and the reports are you weren't happy, but you said, no, no, I'm fine, and then you left. Obviously, you weren't happy. Then you go to Golden State. And you win, and then the reports are, oh, you're not happy because you're not looked at the same as the other three guys who built the franchise's, like, whole run. So then you leave there. You go to Brooklyn, and you talk Kyrie and them, and, oh, let's build this whole thing. And then after a year and a half, you're like, eh, this isn't – it's not working. I don't like it. And then you basically force yourself into Phoenix, and now you're in the same situation. Like, at the end of the day, it's kind of, like, Harden. Like, if you keep going – if what's the common denominator when you're having all these issues each place you go? You're the common denominator. So maybe – not that you're not good or you're not worth it, but no. again, at this point, it's like I don't know what else to do. Or I can't feel bad for you because you keep putting yourself in these situations, thinking they're gonna work, and then they don't. And you just like, all right, I'm out. Book me out of here. Go somewhere else. Eventually, you got to look yourself yeah. in the mirror, dude.
0: I agree. Couldn't agree more. Someone who's been, people. yeah, someone who's been looking at the mirror a lot lately because he's had the time. That's for damn sure. Draymond yeah. Green. It's been suspended indefinitely. Has been out for a while. Warriors look. Honestly, it's not like they looked, they looked great with him. So they yeah. look kind of below average. They were average with him, and now below average. Yeah, yeah. So have good games where they win. they would be Boston um, a couple of days ago. But there's a lot of games they lose. Lost to Denver. Now, granted, losing to Denver on Christmas Day in Denver isn't necessarily you know yeah. cause for concern. They lost to Miami tonight teacher. too. So
1: it's just you know again, it's up and down. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah um but what this you've heard reports when's he supposed to be back
1: so they haven't put an official date or time because obviously it's an indefinite thing but they're thinking probably another the reports are thinking another like eight to ten games so maybe mid to late january um i know there's they talked about he's been doing like individual counseling he's been doing zoom meetings with like league officials team officials union members and you know probably checking in with them just kind of letting them know what he's working on He hasn't been doing any of his podcasts, which is good. That means he's focusing and taking care of what he needs to take care of and not doing any extracurriculars. Um, I know that did say that he's allowed to train and practice with the team, but he hasn't been doing that. So that is even more show that he's actually taking this seriously and doing what he needs to do and, like, get his shit together as far as off the court maybe in his mentals, and then hopefully that will kind of get him back into the game. But, yeah, it's – again even if he comes back it's not like it's gonna put the warriors on a 12 game winning streak like they're just they're so up and nope. down because it's the three old guys and then a bunch of young kids that are still trying to figure it out so i mean they got some nice pieces The uh, pochetsky the kid they drafted from santa Clara, bro he uh, yes he is a baller i i love watching he, he kind of reminds me of a much better version of Derek fisher like does all the little things defensively takes the charges but he can play he can cut he can shoot like He's a really good player. I'm kind of I'm kind of jealous that they got him, but they always tend to draft really well. So.
0: Yeah, he. Uh, you know who else is um doing good? I know he was a high draft pick, and it's a second or third year now. But Jonathan Kaminga, yeah, I see Jonathan Kaminga has some good games, man. I, I watched him on Christmas, and he was he was killing it. To be honest with you, yeah. Um, so you know, good for them, good for him. I'm hoping that I I I kind of like him. You know, I'm not like uh, I don't. I, I root for them, uh, not a ton. Obviously, I, I'm a Laker fan, but I uh I don't know. I kind of like when he does when when they do well. So, uh, but this is crazy. Listen to to your point, Podzemski, whatever his name is. i probably I pronounced that wrong. This is a stat line on Christmas Day in Denver. Uh, he played 34 minutes. He had 13 points. He had nine rebounds, six assists, and five steals. Dude fills up the stat sheet it's,
1: yeah it's kind of uh, a three of four from see. behind the arc yeah, so it's three it's for four. four yeah he's got a little bit of caruso on him. he does all the thing all the little things right plays every plays both sides of the ball plays his ass off i know early in the year there was about a month ago before the Draymond thing got suspended i think he got quoted as talking about like he's one of those rookies that usually you throw out a rookie and you're like oh they're gonna fuck shit up he never does that he just seems to know what the right play is and where to be and what to do and you know, doesn't complain or do anything, takes charges. Like I said, does like the dirty work, and I, he fits in perfectly there because that's what they need is more of those guys around Steph to just do all the other things while Steph takes care of the offense.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what he does. And that's what, that's why I wanted to bring up a stat line because I saw it on Christmas Day. I was like, dude, this guy's literally doing everything. So that's why I knew there was close. Uh, I mean, five steals. Yeah. That's, that's a good day. Good day. Not so great. Oh man. Days. Literally <laughs> they if 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 they played every day for February and lost it. That's where the Detroit Pistons would be. Oh my god. 28 straight losses after losing to the Celtics in overtime today. They were up 19 and a half, 20 um in the first half at some point. Still of course lost. Uh it's it's starting to get sad but they started the season 2 and 1 and they are now
1: two and 29 which i believe sets the record for most losses and straight in a regular season right because I, I think the record before was the sixers but it was like two games from the year prior and then the next 26 yes. in, so one, yeah, like in one yeah in one consecutive season. season yeah
0: and they're only one away from actually beating the one that you're talking about i think
1: oh like that, yeah. gosh that is just i feel so bad for them i mean <laughs> the, the highest paid coach yeah, well, yeah, that's the other part, too, if you're Monty Williams. And, and I know fans are already chanting sell the team during games. I mean, it's it's getting really bad in Detroit because I don't know, man. They have a lot of young guys and some good talent, but, you know, it doesn't really matter how many – I mean, if you're Oklahoma City, you get a lot of young guys and put it together. But you also got to get the right guys that fit together. And I feel like yeah, true. in this league where it's all about shooting, they don't have a lot of good shooters. Like it's just – I know Brogdon – Ogdanovich is one, but I think he was out most of the year, and if he even is back yet from their from their bench, so they just don't have any shooters. They have a lot of slashers and cutters, and they have good defensive guys. But even then, if you can't make any buckets, it doesn't matter how many good how good a defense you play. They just they're struggling. I feel bad for Cade Cunningham because that guy's been playing hard, and you know he and he hasn't been hiding from it. The last game they lost, the, not tonight, but the one previous, like he did the post game interview and was like, "Yeah, like I'm the face of this. Like we're trying, we're doing the best we can. We're not winning. Like it sucks, we hate it, but." You know, they're not like trying to run away from it and not answer questions. Uh, I have to give him that, especially as a young kid. I think he's only his second year. Yeah. So he's definitely yeah. a mature guy and, and learning, unfortunately, in the worst way there in Detroit. Hit 22 at half tonight. And I think he dropped 40 in a loss the other night. Yeah. He's exactly. trying. So you can't blame him. It's not like he's not playing well, but them just as a team. And, and you know, the, the crazy part is, is they haven't, they've lost so many games that I mean, we talked about the Diamondbacks have won a game more recently than them, and they haven't played a game in what? Almost two months.
0: <laughs> yeah, the World Series was over in November, and the Diamondbacks have a, a more recent win than the freaking Pistons. That is, that's sad.
1: Sad for them for
0: sure. Um,
1: What is it with the? They have teams? because the Lions were the ones that did the O and sixteen seasons. Is it just the trade teams are just supposed to make like the records? For must.
0: Yeah, I know the I know the uh, Tigers have had some low seasons Ugh. as well. So yeah. Yeah, maybe it is. Red Wings. Hey, that's what you know. What they had the Red Wings. That's a perennial franchise. I'm not saying they've been great recently, but yeah. they've won plenty of cups. So yeah,
1: true, very true.
0: They got that one. Um, they have one more game. They, as in the Pistons, they have one more game this calendar year, 2023. They, on Saturday, they host the Raptors. Oh. Yeah, I, that's their last chance to win in 2023. Otherwise, the season that starts in October. They will have won two
1: games. 32 games. Oh, man. Two and 30 to start the year. Ouch. That would be that'd terrible. be terrible. <laughs> I hope they turn around.
0: I'm rooting for you guys. I wonder what the money. Listen, I'm going to see what the line is over on uh, FanDuel 4. You said it's in Detroit? That game, if it's up. It's in Detroit, yeah.
1: Hmm, I'm trying to think of what the spread would be on that before you – Look it up. It's got to be. It's not because it's Saturday.
0: They only have tomorrow's game.
1: Okay. Toronto's not very good either. They're kind of young and trying to figure out if they're going to trade Siakam and own So I don't know. I figure like Toronto might even not be favored in that game. It might be a toss up or like a one and a half point, you know, favorite. That's, I'm glad I don't have tickets to that game. Yikes. (laughs) Yeah. It's for real. Be a nightmare to watch.
0: Um, so there's been a couple of things that the uh, that LeBron's been doing lately. Um, lately? I kind of wanted like to touch I mean. on. <laughs> Well, I mean, he's been doing it for a long time now. That's for dang sure. But I kind of wanted to touch on some weird stats that I saw real quick before we uh, get out of here. Uh, well, no, we still have one more topic. after that. I'm sorry. Before we stop talking about basketball. There's this there's this thing the other day because he had scored um in double digits. He's scored in double digits for one thousand one hundred and seventy-six straight NBA games. Man, there's eighty-two in a season. So that's that just sense. obviously tons of seasons. Uh, and it's obviously an active streak. So he's going to be able to continue it. When you look at the next twenty players on the list of um active double sc- double digit scoring games, the next twenty, if you combine all of their straight like, you know streaks they have 1171 which is now five less well sorry lebron might have
1: 1177 after tonight i'm assuming he scored scored like 17 at least last i saw so he's got at least about 20. so now he
0: has six more than the next 20 players combined i mean i understand that we want to talk about this whole lebron versus jordan debate but some of these some of these stats are starting to get ridiculous
1: you know i mean the fact that he's going to turn 39 in a couple days from now too it's just I don't understand, like, I'm, okay, we're 35, and I'm just like, yeah, I can, like, I can't even play a game of basketball anymore, I wouldn't even want to try to go down the court, not that I'm not training for it like he is every day and spending of dollars on my body, but still, man, like, I don't understand how after all this time, and and what, besides winning another title, I guess, trying to get that fifth one, like, what else is there to do? Like, I think there was a video clip of them when they were in New Orleans recently, or maybe it was Memphis, I can't remember where they were, it might have been OKC. Um, where they were warming up for the game. And, you know, LeBron is technically was born a left-handed person. So he's been more right. He obviously plays right-handed in, in basketball. So his right. joke was, I'm going to score 40,000 points. And then when I get there, I'm going to go straight left-handed and score another 5,000. <laughs> like he's he's just, it's, it's almost like he's just trying to make up things to do at this point. And it just, like you said, it's getting ridiculous as far as like the Jordan-him comparison. Now, I know Jordan had, you know, what he did and it was amazing. But the fact that he's been able to do it this long for so good, I mean, He's 39 almost, and he's averaging like 25 plus points a game. Nobody over the age of 35, besides maybe KD and Steph, at this point have averaged over 25 <laughs> points a game in their career. Like, it's just, it's insane. I'm just, I'm just happy that, you know, for a long time, obviously, you watch LeBron from afar as a fan, and he's not on your team. So you like enjoy what he's doing historically, but also like, ah, guy, I stopped winning. But now that he's on the Lakers, yeah. it's just like, I understand. Keep winning. Why people Try to win. Just want to bag on him all the time because it's just so hard. When you're just it's so it looks so easy for him. And the game against Boston, he didn't play very well. But also I think once he hit his knee on Jalen Brown's tailbone, he just wasn't the same the rest of the game. But obviously he came back today, had a couple of days off, and this looked good. I just I'm with you, man. It's just one thing after another, another record in LeBron's book, another record in LeBron. I mean, he's gonna score forty thousand career. Nobody else is gonna probably get to forty thousand. I can't imagine anybody's gonna play long enough, no matter how even Steph is. Right, not that's the long hard long, part. Like, it's AD. the it's
0: the how long can you play. And that's what people knock LeBron for. What's the, oh, the only reason why he has those debts is longevity. Six for six. I hear when people say six for six, like Michael Jordan played six years in the NBA. Right? Yeah. That means he, he didn't make it half of those times. Um, I saw a reel today where somebody was talking about Michael Jordan might have, probably has, or has the best and most decorated career, but best player is probably LeBron James. And mm-hmm. one of the examples that he used, is what their teams did while they were there and once they left. Now, obviously, there was only really one time that Michael left that he compared. No, I think he compared it to the, each time, both retirement and then uh, retirement. Um, the team was, had won like 57 games, and then he left to go play baseball, and they won 55 games the next season. Mm-hmm. When LeBron leaves teams, they they're, in the, ba- they're, yeah, they're, pick, they're in the lottery. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I know that's a simple thing, but I'm just talking about value. He's the greatest scorer, which is hard to say when LeBron has the most, but then that goes to people's arguments about longevity. Mm-hmm. Um, again, honestly, dude, neither of them, to me, you should just have a favorite. There's never, you're never going to have a consensus who is best, no. because okay. especially across generations. Now, if you want to happen to argue who's the best and they happen to play each other, like like a, like a Tom Brady, Peyton Manning thing. Again, even that's hard because they're not playing each other. They're playing each other's defenses. They just yeah. happen to be playing each other's teams. Mm-hmm. So this GOAT debate is, is kind of – it's just super overplayed, and this is the biggest one, obviously. Um, it's kind of over. It. just it. Let's just enjoy the fact that they're both really good, you know, and they both did kind of different things.
1: Not only that, you said LeBron is obviously the top scorer of all time, but he's also going to end up by the time he's done probably in the top five or top ten of assists and rebounds on top. So he's the all-around player. And again, mm-hmm. yeah, longevity has a part to do with it, but longevity is not something that is easily done either. There's only a couple guys that have played 20 or 21 seasons in the league, and they so. suck when exactly. they get to 21. Exactly, they're averaging exactly. what LeBron able is. to make it that long and Again, it's all a lot of that comes down to just like being smart about the way you play and not, you know, you could land on an ankle and somebody else's and twist yours really easily. The fact that he's played 21 years and has only had a few minor injuries or a groin thing here and there and not a torn ACL or, or meniscus thing or had to have very much surgery or even stuff off, off the court. He hasn't had any real like, you know, affairs or, or anything with the law or like, getting addressed it or drugs. It's just been like, the ultimate clean, just here to play ball and do my thing and just dominate. Be a the family out. guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to it's hard to root against him. I don't know why people hate him. So much.
0: Michael has only ever led his team in points. LeBron's led his team in pretty much every year in points. Pretty much. Not every. Pretty yeah. much every year in points, assists, and rebounds.
1: Especially That's in kind of the like playoff 100%. finals runs he was in. It was always him in the top three or top. Oh, always in, in the playoffs. In yeah, always. It's nuts. <laughs>
0: One other, one other stat: LeBron dropped a forty the other day, but forty-five and five. There's only been there's been a handful of people who do it, but he the the feat that he did was how quickly he was able to do it because he basically after they um, got a huge lead, he was able to sit. He only played, um, he played a very few amount of minutes. So let me go over the top four and their minutes played or how long it took them to achieve the thirty-eight five and five game. Okay, number four at 25 minutes even uh, is Michael Jordan. He did that when he was 26 years old. He went, he scored 38-5-5 five and five in 25 minutes. Number three is Russell Westbrook. He did it in 23 minutes and 48 seconds. He was 26 years old as well. Number two is Desmond Bain for the Grizzlies, actually. He did this 38-5-5 five and five in 23 minutes and 41 seconds, just seven seconds faster than Russell, and he did that at 24 years old the other person who did it in the short amounts of time is lebron james he did it in 22 minutes and 32 seconds a full minute faster than desmond bain and he did it a few days shy of his 39th birthday
1: dude, 38 5 and 5 we just i just, uh, I just what else do you want dude i don't get it man it's just so crazy Again, yep. he's going to end up in top five or ten in all these categories and things, and it's just going to be – how do you argue that he's not the best regardless of how long it took him to do it? But the fact that he's able to do and be in those categories at the top is just insane, which I did question for you that, that I thought about it. Hmm. He posted something about the other day, like why do NBA coaches – Oh, yeah, I saw they that. Are allowed to get into the Hall of Fame while they're actively coaching, but players are not actively being able to play and be elected in the Hall of Fame? Like. Obviously, LeBron's going to make the Hall of Fame. It's kind of like Kobe when the Lakers put up his two numbers. They didn't wait for him to get in the Hall. They knew he was going to get there, so they just did it. I don't know. I kind of – I don't know why you have to wait a couple years in the first place after retiring. Maybe actively playing is not a big deal to me, but once you're retired, like you should be able to go in right away. I don't know why you have to like wait three years and like, oh, do we still like this guy and think he's good after three years and we haven't heard from him? You know if they're good or if they're Hall of Fame or not, well, especially in basketball. It's not NBA. It's basketball in general, so – you know, between Olympics and everything else he's done. I just I'm with him. I kinda I kinda don't argue that point.
0: Yeah, I don't know where the rule comes from, but I can see why it's confusing. Um the only thing that I can think of, and again, this doesn't make sense, you could probably dispute it a handful of different ways, is the rule might be for the majority, not the minority, in the sense that yeah. If you put somebody in or you immediately stop considering them before they stop playing, like, cause if you're allowed to make up your opinion of a yes, then the opposite will then be true. People will be automatically able to make up an opinion of no, right? Yeah. Like if Lonzo ball were to like, Oh no, we're never going to put Lonzo in. And so let's stop considering him for it because he got hurt and never did anything. But all of a sudden, if he comes back from this injury, um, which we could talk about in a second, because we you know we saw that, that story and he just balls out. Well, if they already took him out, again, there's a caveat to that. It's like, okay, well, he's still playing. So that's why you don't do it. So, you know, but the only thing I can think of is, well, what if they have more to prove? But in these cases, again, that's for the minority. Mm-hmm. In these cases, or that's for the majority. In these cases, like the LeBrons and the Kobe's and the. Yeah, I mean, yeah, why wait? What, what yeah. are we
1: waiting for? Maybe it's just weird to be playing as a Hall of Famer. Well, I don't know that i guess too if you think about it when the player retires it could be more of a uh, oh well he just retired and he's pretty good maybe we should put him in instead of really giving you a couple years to like think back on that oh player. i understand their weight yeah i was referencing the that's that
0: was going to be my point i'm glad that you said that i was referencing the why not active uh yeah that, i don't know that's not good like but the weight yeah you don't want recency bias you don't want to be like wow Lamella really was so yeah. cool. yeah or Melo, I'm sorry. Mello was really so cool. Maybe we should just put him in the Hall of Fame because, you know, he
1: tried really hard at the end, he played for Plus, the Lakers
0: and the Blazers. And
1: Too, if you think about it, I guess with the coaches, they don't put them in when they're like 40 years old. They, I mean, Pop got in already. Yeah, Pop just got in. 70, but he'd already been and he he had the five championships years. a long time ago. When was the last time yeah. they won? Like 2015? Uh, let's see, 2011, right? Did they beat? Because they beat, that wrong, they beat the Bron in And then, yeah, 2011. They, no, 14. Right. Whenever yeah. last last year that LeBron was in San Antonio or in Miami. Yeah, 14. They won in fourteen. Yeah.
0: So it's already been a decade. Yeah. Since he won. So it's not like he's, yeah, that recency bias well they just won two. Yeah, you should totally put him in. I don't know. It's a weird one. It's a weird one. It Makes sense. Quickly before we move on to baseball. Um, uh, not much to talk about in baseball besides of course the stupid We're just team be mad that is a here. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, just for the last segment. We'll just maybe mad a little bit. Um, but yeah, Alonzo, we saw the report that there's basically no pain in his knee and he's going to try to start at least running on it um in a couple days starting in january which is basically around the corner so um kind of cool to hear uh rooting for the guy for sure definitely didn't dislike him when he was here Um, just just didn't fit but yeah his dad yeah 100 100 so definitely rooting for him and i hope he can come back and you know really
1: make something of uh of his career yeah, at least do something, man. I feel bad. He hasn't had a real chance. I mean, New Orleans, he had some good, you know, good years there. But then they he went to Chicago, and it's just been an injury plagued ever since. So yeah, hope he that's been the him. problem because they built the team for him
0: to be honest know, with you, which was really that's... smart of him because I think that I think he can be a good player and a and a lead guard. Mm-hmm. But the injuries is what well really derailed yeah, everything. Yeah, took him down real hard. Unfortunately, unfortunately. Well, right, we're gonna be down, cool. down and out about this baseball sh- stuff. <laughs> Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Of course, guess, guess who he signed to play uh, with? Oh, I don't know. Maybe was it the Dodgers? 12 years, 325 million with L.A.D. Uh, $50 million signing bonus. Has an opt-out in t- half a decade, 2029 <laughs> and 2031. Apparently, the Dodgers also paid 50 mil to his team in Japan, the Oryx Buffaloes, uh, for the posting feed. This is starting to sound like soccer, international soccer, huh? No?
1: Yeah, no, it definitely is, and you know, the, the best thing for at least the only thing I'm taking out of it is is the Diamondbacks last year had 84 wins, made the World Series, and the Dodgers were so threatened by that and worried about what they're going to do next year, they went and spent a billion dollars <laughs> on two players. A so billion. If anybody, bro, a billion. If anybody had forced them to do that. You can say it was their division opponent, the Diamondbacks, and I'll take that as a win any day. But yeah, this money thing is out of control. I mean, I know, yeah. Uh, I know uh show hey a bunch of money so that can they can be able to do this and they're already and then the glass now I'm signing and they're they're already over the collective bargaining tax thing or the competitive tax balance. So they're gonna go further because they don't care anymore. They're gonna I mean, i yeah. I don't go to Dodger Stadium. I can only imagine what a Dodger dog is gonna cost next year or a Michelada or parking for even that case. Um, Parking's going to be $100. Go. Hot yeah. dogs are going to be 50 Beers are going to be 90 Yeah, Yeah, so I'm glad I don't go to that stadium. So I'll just keep going to Angel Stadium as they suck and pay 5 bucks for a beer
0: there. My coworker, um, Jasmine, was telling me um, she saw that standing room only oh, no. for Diffing opening day. day was four plus $400 Ugh. plus. Standing room. You don't even get to sit down. You're just going to do yeah. stand inside of the stadium and probably have to look over
1: people and shit. Dude, it is going to be <clears> – <just, throat> That's crazy. I mean that lineup just with – Shohei Mookie and Freddie is going to be as in, in nuts as it is, but now with I mean, the problem with... Not problem, I should say, but the issue I have with the Yamamoto thing, too, is, is that's a lot of money for a guy who hasn't even played in MLB yet. I'm not saying he's not going to come over and be really good, because obviously the over the last few years, the more pitchers and players that have come from Japan and Korea have been implemented in the league right away and haven't had as big of a issue getting into it and, and being prepared to play in MLB. And even at the press conference yesterday, Yamamoto doesn't speak a lot of English, but uh, I did read that his sister teaches English over in Japan, so she's been working with him and oh, helping cool. him. And one of the things he talked about is he's not going to come over here and just be like in awe of all these players that he's been admiring Uh you know, from afar, but he's just going to try to be one of them and and go out and do work and hopefully win. And I, I mean, I want him to succeed. Obviously, I don't want the Dodgers to win a title, but I do want him as an individual to come over here because it sure. helps the sport. It's more international fans involved. Obviously, the Dodgers are going to make a boatload of money on advertisements from companies in Japan, and and player and and fans are going to come from Japan just to see him and yep. Otani and buy a bunch of their merch. I mean, Otani already set the record for 48 hours in fanatics. I think. I heard uh, Fanatics' website on, and, like, the Japanese uh, version on their websites, the people – it's, like, like, up, like, 8,300% of people, like, going on the Jeez. site and buy. Like, it's just out of control. So the money's <clears throat> just going to be printing there. But also, like, I feel like if the Dodgers are going to be charging all these crazy prices for these things, which I, I don't know how they couldn't to afford all this, like, you're going to kind of price out some of the everyday Joe fans that are, like, your diehard That's what sucks. Fan. Real diehard be-
0: Dodger fans. It's going to be a glamour show.
1: It's going to be more of a corporate. It's like Laker game. games, to be honest yeah, with you. It's exactly. going to be like Laker games. It's yeah. exactly going to be like it's going to be corporate and just superstars and a bunch of lot of money and, you know, like my mom was. Celebrities. Like, oh, yeah, my mom was talking about it. She's like, you know, there's not going to be any like, oh, come do the family specials and the like that's that stuff's not going to be there. And even if it is, I think it'd be cheap. Like it's just going to be out yeah. of control. But. You or know. if it is, it's going to be behind a giant
0: pole in <laughs> in the upper deck of left field. You know what I mean? Like
1: uh, Those are the seats I used to sit in when we were kids. I don't know if you ever did anything like this, but sometimes when my sister and I were younger, we were in gymnastics, and they would like, oh, have a bunch of us go on the field, and we'd do like tricks and stuff that we learned on the field. And then they'd sit us up in the right field bleach, and you'd be staring into the sun as it's setting. So it'll be <laughs> stuff like that where you're sitting exactly. if you're lucky. But yeah, I, I don't know. Just, I mean they have to win, right? I mean – and baseball, of all sports, is the one thing you can't buy a title. Because if that was the case, the Yankees would have had five in the last 15 years. They've had one in the last, like, 15, 20. But so, this is different, right? Uh, no, like, no, no, no. they have to win.
0: Here, let oh, me tell you how I think it's going to go. Let me tell you how I think it's going to yeah, okay. go. For You're going to close your eyes for me right here, okay? Okay. <clears throat> imagine, imagine I sound like Joe Buck, okay? Oh, okay. Mookie steps back. He's uh, waving off Mark, going right. This this could be it, and the Los Angeles Dodgers are your 2024 World Series champions. Los Angeles takes care of the Yankees in just five games and wins this series in dominant fashion, four-one. Uh, Shohei looks to be heading to the stage as this year's World Series MVP. You know, fuck off, man. Who cares? <laughs> fuck the Dodgers. I don't
1: care. Hey, man, whatever. Like I said, this is the one sport you can't buy a title. It just it doesn't it doesn't work that way. It's about who's hot and who's healthy and. You know, just cause uh, and the other thing too is they uh Shohei obviously has had two Tommy Johns. They have Walker Bueller coming back from his second Tommy John. You have Dustin May, the redhead guy. I finally remembered his name. Uh he's coming back from his second Tommy John. Uh Tyler is Kershaw old time. as heck. And he don't even they haven't signed him yet and he might not be back till July or August. Oh yeah, true kind of I forgot injury he's had. And then Glass now has already had a Tommy John before. Like they have a lot of guys that have, are coming off of either multiple Tommy Johns, which is you never know. And you know, Shohei's another year away. And Yamamoto's been great in Japan, obviously, for the last five or six years and dominating, but maybe all those <clears> innings and racking up this stuff could ultimately cause him to have to have a Tommy John at some point in this 12-year contract. I'm not saying this year, but a 12-year deal for a pitcher is just, like, mind-boggling to me. I, I mean, I think that Garrett Cole got, what, nine years? And even then, it was like, whoa, that's, that's really long. But I don't know. I just, at the end of the day, man, the Diamondbacks and other teams, you know, if you spin smart and you build right, because, like. The Dodgers last year, their biggest issue was one, they didn't play great defense and they didn't really solve any of those problems at this point. I and mean, Margot's a pretty solid outfielder and Hayward's okay, but they're not gold glove winners. And I just, I don't know. The offense can only do you so much. Eventually, your pitching's got to be there. And I think Tyler Glass now is a great pitcher, but I think if you look at his career, he's never thrown over 120 innings except twice in eight years. And his postseason <laughs> career numbers are terrible, which is the one thing the Dodgers are worried about is the postseason, not the regular season. That's, he I was just looking that games up. Next year and then not do anything in the playoffs.
0: I was just looking that up. There's only one person, I think, that has a worst ERA in the postseason with a minimum of like 50 innings pitched over the past whatever. Like, this isn't going historically, like too yeah, yeah. historically. And it's Clayton Kershaw. is the only person who's worse than Tyler Glasnow.
1: Yeah, and in a weird way, I think the the Kershaw thing might actually benefit them and him himself because normally, like last year, he was an all-star and everything. He was great in the first half of the year, and then he started getting his back issues, and then he got hurt, and then he fell apart in the second half. So maybe coming back in July or August and only pitching the back end, kind of like Roger Clemens used to do with the Astros where he'd come back middle of the year and then dominate the back end because he knew he didn't have enough in the tank to do a whole season. So maybe that's a beneficial thing for them, but I, I don't know. I just – there's a lot of – baseball's a weird sport, man, just because you have the best talent on the team. Yeah, anything can happen. I got and, you. And, you know, the other thing I was thinking about, too, you talked about when you were doing your Joe Buck thing that Mookie Betts steps back waving off Margot. Margot's – I mean, uh, Mookie's been playing second this year. He's not even going to be in the outfield, so that kind of – No, changes. that's that's what I'm saying he steps back. Oh, That's why he back. was okay. – okay. and Margot's playing in right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I know there's talk of when Otani's arm is healthy at the end of the year, maybe he plays, like, some corner outfield spot, which. I mean, that'd be great if that's the fact that he's getting closer enough and he's going to be able to pitch the next year. But again, I just – I don't know. Baseball's pretty risky, right? Piece. Just because you spend all the money doesn't mean you're going to win. Or the, I mean, look at the Padres last year. They had a boatload of talent on paper and a boatload of money they spent to get it, and the locker room and the clubhouse just didn't mesh, and it didn't work, and they f- just couldn't figure it out until September, and it was too late. And now they had to tear – you know, not tear it down completely, but get rid of some guys and move some pieces, especially Juan Soto. So I don't know. Again – Baseball's weird, man. Baseball's weird. That's why I love October baseball. And these new well, I'm rules rooting too. against them. The new rules That's that they put they're in sure. place. Like, play's a big difference. Root against them. Go field. Go everybody else besides Dodgers and Yankees. <laughs>
0: yeah, besides those two. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. Well, it was a marathon on our comeback, but we've made it to the end. Touched on a couple sports, obviously. Football, basketball, baseball, but feels good to get back in the swing of things now
1: absolutely the last two weeks like you said you were out of town and i was on the other side of the country for a couple of days there and uh just kind of getting back into swing and now in the middle of a homestand too so it's just nice to yeah get back get back to the norm and uh kind of do these podcast episodes and we're getting close to uh i think this is number 39 so we're right around the corner from 40.
0: nice 40 okay so 40 is the next one um that means we have 39 other ones that they could check out our 38 other ones that they could check out besides this one where where would they find that?
1: Yeah, if you want to watch any or listen to any of our other episodes from the past, uh, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or YouTube by searching "Our view from the Bench.
0: Also, don't forget to follow us on the socials at Twitter and Instagram at R-View FTB. It's uh, about that time, the weird week. In between Christmas and New Year's, arguably the weirdest five days there are because you're just like, is it? Is do we still have break? Like I know I'm back at work, but I'm supposed to barely be working because it's technically like a holiday still, right? Let me
1: tell you how bad I thought it was. I went back to work. Obviously, I came back and went straight to a game working yesterday, and I was talking to my coworker, and she was like, oh, Viviana called out sick for work. Well, because you have sick days you got to use, so we're trying to get them up before the end of the year because people don't pay attention. Oh, right. Um, Mm -hmm. so she was calling out sick, uh, for today. And I was like, why are you guys still doing that? Like it's January, it's the new year. They're like, we haven't gotten through December yet. I was like, Oh yeah. I don't know why I thought I just like skipped past. I I just came back to Ohio and thought I was in the new calendar year for some reason. I don't know what happened. (laughs) Dude, you're all over the place. Uh, do you have any plans for new year's Eve? No, I'm actually, well, I mean, I'm working a game. Uh, it's a five o'clock game, so I'll probably be off by nine, but I, I don't do anything normally on new year's Eve anyway. I'm not really much of a, you know party Same. or anything at this point in my life. I kind of did all that when I was in my early twenties and uh no I don't I don't got any real plans for uh, New Year's Eve. I think I'm just gonna be chilling. Uh I know you I know where you're gonna be going or at least doing for part of it after we talked before the show today since I got some That's right. for uh Sunday's game. So Yeah, I'm going to that game. That'll be fun.
0: Uh after that I'm probably just gonna come home and chill, hang out with the dogs. The only things that I need on New Year's are two things. I need martinelli's sparkling apple cider. And exactly. I need the little pull poppers. Oh, poppers. <laughs> I just want to pull a couple. Woo! That's all. Have some shit. have some Martinelli's. Not even champagne. I don't
1: drink. Yeah. Have Some Martinelli's. Pop a couple poppers. Call it a day. That's all I need, man. Sounds like a good way to do it. And uh just one last note I wanted to add in here. I didn't tell you I was gonna what I was gonna talk about here, but um normally the holidays are obviously everybody's celebratory and having a good time, but not everybody has the same situations during this time of year some people don't have a lot of family to see during Christmas or don't have friends to celebrate the new year with and kind of struggle so I know I've been going through it the last couple of months I know you know I haven't really talked about I'm here a lot but my mental health and kind of stuff that I'm going through on my personal life has been kind of all screwed up so I've been kind of struggling the last couple of months and trying to figure things out so I just want to make sure that anybody out there that's having a tough time this time of year you got people out there that care about you find the friends that you do have talk to them Brennan and I have been talking about a lot of stuff and it's been a huge help uh, you know if you need to find a therapist or whatever you need to do to kind of get things situated or figured out, just know that you have you have options out there to find help if you need it and don't just keep it all inside and try to fight it through by yourself because at the end of the day, it's true we all need each other for whatever the situations are, but just make sure you don't forget about taking care of yourself and and find the help you need if you need it agreed agreed
0: uh from my perspective i i, I wouldn't add really much to that from my perspective. I just want to say for anybody out there searching for anything too. Jesus loves you, man. Jesus loves you. Find yourself, find your, uh, find your savior if that's what you're looking for. And um, that was really nice, man. I appreciate that. That's good. Mental health is uh, definitely something that everybody probably struggles with in some way, shape, or form. So
1: absolutely, uh, like I said, I've been going through it and trying to figure some things out and work on some issues of my own and and kind of go through it. I've got, thankfully, like I said, you. I've got uh, my other friend Lauren who's been there for me, my sister, and my brother in law who were huge uh, help because the Travel across country to Ohio and back was a little rough on my end because of things going on, but uh, they made it just so much easier to just be there, be with family, and get through it, and now uh, you know, get through the next couple of days and hopefully start off 24 in a better place than I'm ending 23. Nice, man. Well, I'm here for
0: you like always, bro. Sure. Um, appreciate everybody stopping by as well and seeing
1: everything from RV from the bench. I'm Brendan. And I'm Corey. Like we always say, enjoy the sports until we talk again. Peace.